Hello everybody and welcome to Anime Watch Club. My name is Peter and on today's episode we are watching the critically acclaimed 2014 anime, Ping Pong the Animation. Joining me today as always, first, our co-host Adam. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm doing alright, how about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, thank you for asking. Joining us as always is our Neko moderator, Cat. Cat, how you doing? <laughs> I'm just looking at the right penis right now, man. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, joining us without a webcam, we have Tyler. Tyler, how's it going? How are you guys? Uh, doing great. And first of our two moderators, first up, we have the no webcam. Well, kind of webcam, but no webcam. Pat, Pat, how's it going? Oh, no. Well, hopefully Pat comes back. And our second moderator. What? Oh, what, the, what the fuck is going on? I'm here. I'm here. I I can't. I can't with this computer. I can't with this oh. wife. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, I'm here. I'm here, and uh, I'm excited to uh, talk about the first sports anime I've ever actually finished. Uh, should be a good time. And our second moderator, Miles. Miles, how's it going? Uh, it's good, and uh, you know my blood tastes like iron today. So let's get to yeah. it. I think everybody's blood tastes like iron today. And on today's docket, we're We'll be talking about the critically acclaimed, very unique, and very fun and interesting anime, Ping Pong, the animation. I will pass it off to our moderators, Pat and Miles. Go ahead, guys. All right, Miles, why don't you take the lead on this one? Yeah, sure thing. So um, we all watched Ping Pong, the animation, and uh, as we normally do to start things off, let's, you know, go around the horn and, uh, you know, see what people were thinking going into it. Um, and what their first impressions were maybe in the first episode or two. Um, and so let's start with my man, Kat. Okay. So for me, with, uh, this is honestly the first, the first episode we've done this that I have, that I don't have notes. So bear with me. Uh, but when I first started the episode, when I first started the series, it was kind of like, uh, I don't really know what I'm getting into because, uh, like all the other ones, I could I could feasibly understand what we're getting into it, but like I had no idea because the art style was so jarring at first, and like when I first started watching it, uh, I heard the dub and I was like, "Hey, I might as well watch the dub because it's not half bad." Uh, but other than that, it was just it for me. It kind of started out as. Uh, uh, just a regular sports anime for me so i don't i didn't really then again i don't have much of a starting point when it comes to sports anime so okay great um so adam what about you so going into it i knew people had talked about talked it up being like a really great show especially 
like the art might be seem off at the start but like it grew on people but i expected it to be more like an art piece than a story driven show and i was actually kind of surprised at how different that became as the story went on how much i actually got invested into that but i really didn't have a lot of expectations besides seeing whether this art style was going to whether i was going to enjoy it or not or if i was going to like completely be turned off by it and overall i was pleasantly surprised okay great uh tyler uh what were your thoughts i didn't really have any thoughts before i was gonna watch it i'd never heard of it before it was suggested i just started watching it i didn't really care for it the first couple episodes the voice acting was fine but it was just mostly the animation and then like the lack there of ping pong that was played in the first couple episodes uh, that's about it okay and uh pete what about you well i've heard nothing but great things about this show how it's like critically acclaimed the art style is such a unique take on it kind of reminds me of if you ever saw like the web comics of like one punch man before it turned into a manga how it the animation itself looks really bad like on paper but that's not really like the point of the show the point of the show was to like expressed like the characters and the art definitely grew on me and the directing was amazing it's done by one of my favorite studios and my first impressions of it was just like i didn't really know what i was getting myself into like is this a drama is this a sports anime is this a comedy like what what angle are they going to take towards the later episodes so i was really i had a lot of questions in the air when the initial first like three episodes came up when i started watching it i should say and yeah it was a really unique show awesome and uh pat what were your thoughts all right, yeah, so similar to Pete, uh, I just uh, heard my entire time that, you know, like listening to people talk about anime or joining discussions that, uh, oh, this is the sports anime you have to watch. This is, uh, it's stunning. Like, oh, don't let the art put you off or whatever, which uh, I'll be honest, I did let it put me off. That's probably why I didn't watch it up until this point. I, I took one look at it and I was just like, this is not something I, I look interested in. We, we can talk about that later. I'm sure we're going to talk about the animation uh, and our takes on it but uh other than that i i don't know i i think it's a uh, just off my quick glance it's the second highest rated sports anime on mal only behind uh hajime no ipo and so that's a a very high um i guess achievement I'm pretty sure or... season three of haiku is the highest sports and rated sports anime. the haiku sequels are ahead of it it's the ha- second highest like non-sequel non-sequel okay, yes that makes sense yeah sorry so that that's the correct way to put it yes um so yeah but again i going into it i I loved ping pong like i used to have a table when i was growing up my uh brothers uh, and parents and i always used to play and uh since we broke the table because we used to let our dog jump on it um we uh, (laughs) we have since we have since stopped so this was a refreshing reminder for me of uh how much fun we used to have playing it it was cool hearing about the very different um different hand signal or not signals uh uh, holding styles you know like uh, vertical or upside down and all sorts of things like that um but yeah so going uh, the first impression i guess i'd say i I highly recommend this show uh even if the art puts you off sit through it it's worth it for multiple reasons that i'm sure we'll talk about now yeah and for myself um going in i thought that i was similar to adam's thoughts that i i sort of assumed it might be like some sort of like art house type of thing where um I guess like the animation would be done in a very unique way and it wouldn't be very story driven, but it would be sort of like an art piece. Like you were saying, just because all I knew about it was that it's supposed to be very good and that the art is kind of unique and, you know, 
off-putting at first. Um, but I think as I went in, I found the stories and the characters to be quite endearing pretty pretty quickly. Um, but I think one thing we all had in common was uh, a discussion about the animation some way or another. So I guess that's a pretty good way to kick off the discussion. What did you guys think about the unique animation? Did it grow on you? Did it put you off at first or no? Uh, are there ways you thought it was utilized well? You know, so what do you what do you guys think about that? Oh, I'll go first. Um, I just thought it was very unique. Uh, there were some instances, especially with the people's eyes, that really took me away from the show. Like, there's a point where the characters are just hideous to look at. And in terms of the animation, it did grow on me. And I think they did a really unique style of animation, especially in episode 11. Uh, in like the final match that we can get to later, but they changed how they did like the animation from the other uh, table tennis matches that I thought was really unique and really cool to see. So it was one of those like little things where if you're paying attention, like this style of art, I guess, is completely different from the rest of the show. And it's really like they didn't need to do that. And it was really cool to see them change it. And you saw hints since this is the same uh, director as Devilman Crybaby. You saw some of the movements that they use in this show that they also used in Devil May Cry Baby. I was like, you can tell that this is the same director. Like he really likes this style of movement in their character. So that's just my take on the animation. I, I can agree with that for sure. I like, uh, I really liked the fluidity of it. Uh, by the end, it, like you said, like at first it was very jarring for me. And, and overall, I still would have preferred this to have been animated differently. Uh, but that's just my taste, you know, that's, that's how I am. But I can still critically uh, look at this and say, that the fluidity and the way that the, the it almost looked like a watercolor painting moving rather than like an anime so uh, so i think that that was uh very well done but yeah like i agree with you completely the eyes were, were off-putting and the the teeth man the mouths oh whenever they oh I, I like i had to not look at their mouths when they were talking and again i know that that's their that's the style but i just could not get over it it was putting me it was so off-putting um and I don't know, maybe that's just me being spoiled because in anime, everybody's, you know, a 10 out of 10 attractive looking person, generally speaking, unless you're an ugly bastard. True. Uh, shout, shout, shout out, Kat. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> other than, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, I don't know, that's, that was just my opinion on the animation, at least. I, again, I, I enjoyed the fluidity of it, and I think it was an interesting way to demonstrate um, movement in sports and in action i get well almost like their own little fight scenes right of them playing ping pong it was very cool um and the symbolism that they used as well with the birds and the uh and and again movement and fluidity i thought was really well done but then then again i also just looking at it was hurt painful at times and again that's i know that's intentional but but yeah i think it stood out best during the matches like you guys have said i I was the same way. There were times throughout the entire series where I wasn't entirely 100% sold. And I think I too would have preferred for my taste that it was just done in pretty a traditional style of anime. But I do respect and recognize that it did a wonderful, like it was trying something different. And it does work especially well in the matches. I think the you said the fluidity was really well done. And I agree in the matches when you're watching them like dart, darting back and forth. Like, you can feel the speed almost when you're watching it, and I think mm -hmm. that that was the best part of it for me. Yeah, I think I was you too. I didn't, I didn't like it at first, obviously. It seems like most of us didn't like it at first. But as I went on watching it, it seemed like they, they would animate what you needed to see clear 
and you know a clear picture of it so like they show the crowd you have the two people in front who are the coaches you see their faces nicely and then it's like the first row of students that are also named and then as it goes farther back they're just like you know squiggly lines as it gets farther back and whatnot and then also i really liked uh when they started playing ping pong when they kept showing the the shots of him switching the paddle and spinning it around and whatnot that was all super cool looking it looked really clean which I don't know how they switched it up from what the normal animation was doing, but when they were doing that, I don't know. I just really liked what that looked like. Yeah. So, God. Uh, so for me, it was uh, around the second episode. It was like I really wasn't sold on it, and then when they introduced uh, what's her name, uh, Kazuma's uh, sort of ancestral girlfriend, Yuri. <laughs> yeah, Yuri. Uh, I was like, so she's supposed to be beautiful. She looks slightly better than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, eh. um, but Yurie, uh, as with everyone else, her mouth sucked, fucking sucked. Like it was, and not in a good way. Like it was just kind of, it, it was disturbing to say the least. Um, but anyway, honestly, around the, I think it was the, me, like around the seventh episode when, uh, when Smile was getting a lot more, uh, was getting a lot more, uh, cold, it just kind of, it kind of clicked in my head that it that this was the best art form that they could have that they could have chosen for the way that this show did because like i kind of disagree when you say that uh it was when you say that it could have been done uh like this if it was done in a traditionally like anime-esque art form, I don't think it would have done the same. I don't think it would have had the same impact or just anything like that because the animation was so fluid, like you said, and uh, and contrasting with everything else going on, going on in the show, especially having that like comic book kind of manga feel, like if it was just a regular anime, it would have, I feel like it would have been a just another sports anime show. So can I, I was going to say, can I ask you a question here then? Uh, so I agree with you that the, I think uh, the fluidity is a very, very specific point that makes it so, makes it so popular and is one of the reasons why people are willing to look past that animation. So we, you talked about how if it looked like a normal anime, you don't think it would have uh, been nearly as successful. What if it looked like a normal anime for the rest, for most of the show versus then during the, uh the the games or during the moments where there is those that fluidity what if it switched to that sort of art style what do you do you think that that i i see that's the way i would have preferred it myself I, like I, it's just the thought i had like man if this was if this was like a specific moment or the only time that you saw it was when he was you know calling on uh his his uh his hero you know like all those sort of things like if that was when it was the animated in this way i don't think i would have been as off put by it I, i'm curious about the rest of you guys and how you feel about that i think that the switching between the two styles for me would have been more off-putting than the style was 
Um, the, the style was like mildly off-putting for me. Like there's some moments where like faces aren't symmetrical and stuff um, with mm -hmm. eyes and mouth specifically. But like there are moments, not even just the, you know, the matches themselves, but like uh, when Sakuma and Peko see each other again for the first time and they like run at each other and butt heads and there's just like sort of Super Saiyan energy coming off of them because of like their animosity for each other. Like that scene really sticks out to me. Um, and I thought that like the sort of like, like their, their bodies themselves were sort of wisping and that was possible because how how it was animated because of how sort of jumpy and you know fluid everything is you couldn't really do that in like a more traditional style and you know that was the only instance there were more things like that so i think while it suffers during sort of more static shots that it more than makes up for it during almost any time there's movement on screen i think it could have just worked looking like haiku too though like, there's a lot of the repeated shots in there, too, isn't there? Kind of when they jump up to do their spikes and blocks and whatnot. Yeah. I, I think it has a lot of that animation as can, well. Can I play the devil's advocate for a second? Because there, I think only maybe only me and Tyler might get this reference, but in Black Clover, they kind of do it, especially I think it's somewhere in episode 100 to like 110. So they brought no, like just talking about. Yeah. So they brought in like a special director for like a specific episode and changed the animation for like a huge, like, uh, climatic fight and it was really unique because they're like it's a completely different art style from what they're used to like instead of them fighting in like i'll say like 20 frames per second for like this example they brought in this director and he sped up the animation and now they're fighting in 60 frames per second and so it would be in my personal opinion if someone like kyoto animation did like a traditional style and they have like the utilities and able to like change the art style for like let's say a climactic scene i think it could have worked but i think it would honestly require like somebody like Kyoto Animation or someone like MAPPA or A1. Like, it couldn't be, like, somebody like, I don't know, Lurch or Feel or something like that. Like, it would have to be, like, a top-tier animation studio in, able, in order to uh, pull off something like what Pat was saying. Yeah, no, I, I do agree that what I am saying would be a very difficult thing to pull off. And, like, I, I definitely uh, agree with Miles that it could be jarring uh to see but i just think that there have been so many cool ways that you could uh it could merge it together and again i know this is a, might not be a perfect example but i'm just thinking of uh i'm, I'm assuming most of you guys have seen darling in the franks right at the end yep. when they uh uh again so, so spoilers i guess for darling in the franks too sorry about this but uh at the end uh when the when you see the two birds merging together and then it's like that that beautiful sequence where it's just it almost looks like the art from this series you know like it, i i think that that's a good example of where um it goes from a traditional and or not maybe not traditional but a current anime uh look and then transitioned into like this watercolory look where it was just free flowing and the whole idea of the you know the two souls coming together was the with with a lot of flow and everything as well i don't know if i'm sound no. like a brand here but um, i think that makes sense if i could chime in because what you're saying is like a good example because darling and the franks had two studios working on the same show so maybe for this example if they had i don't think it was science saru but it's the director who made science saru uh mm -hmm. made this anime it, like if you said like with science saru and another studio did ping pong the animation and you could switch up the animations like they did with darling and the franks since it was a1 and trigger It'd be kind of interesting to see how they would go that route because I think that's a great example of what Pat said of having you have two studios on deck and you can switch up the art style at any moment if you want because like for instance like 
uh, Trigger is very unique in their art style, so that you could have like their very traditional art style for, like say mech battles, since that's like, what they're known for, and then have A1 do like these like aesthetic scenes, and that'd be really interesting to see if they could do something like that with Ping Pong, because I think Ping Pong would have been a, a perfect show for something like that. I, I think that could be interesting. I guess the moments that I liked the animation, it might be more numerous than than y'all because there were lots of just uh, like when Pekko was training or um, this scene with Kazuma, it's like flashbacks and stuff. I thought all of that fit it very well. Uh, anytime there was like birds on screen. Yes, um, the birds, yep. So there's just like a lot of times that I like also anytime Kong was on screen because I feel like he was animated sort of like more put together than everyone else I just agree. to like show how cool he was maybe like I just think there's a lot of things that they did with with the art style like I feel like smiles colors and frame jumped around less because he's so robotic and everything like he has a more rigid character than the rest of them which are sort of you know moving and everything um I, I i thought it did a lot for it i understand why it's off-putting because uh, anatomically it was incorrect so very often yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but i i don't know i thought i think that if you if you take that away there are there are scenes that it might not seem like it matters but it might yeah i guess for me what works as an art form i think this show does like we, what we said we, this show's done did an amazing job and just because i would have preferred it in another uh like the standard style for my own personal taste i don't know if it would necessarily work for what they were trying to get at artistically and so those things kind of are contradict i kind of contradictory like i guess i wouldn't want them to take away from what they were trying to uh get at with their art style just to appease my own personal taste like i can separate those two feelings yeah, no, I think yeah. that makes sense, right? Like, they had an artistic vision, and though it's not aesthetically pleasing, and it you wouldn't want to just make it that way and for it to compromise what they were trying to do. Exactly. I, I agree 100% with what uh, Adam said as well. Like, I, I would have preferred it a different way, but I think that it works best this way. I, again, that that hypothetical, I thought, was just a very interesting uh, thing to, to spur some discussion, which it did, so I'm glad. Uh, anyone else want to talk about the animation real quick before we uh, potentially move on to topic number two or thoughts number two? Uh, also, uh, Kazuma. Uh, the, uh, not necessarily the main bad guy. No, uh, He's but like the antagonist. I wouldn't say bad guy though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, Kazuma, his his art style was like when he wasn't. Uh, one of the things that I really admired about it, admired about the animation in the show, was when like Kazuma first starts playing. He's he starts playing as this extremely like. Is an extremely like intimidating dragon, uh, and but after and before the match, he is just somber. Like it's everything around him is dark, and yeah, I get to his bathroom and shit like that. But like the like everything around him is just it seems more. It seems like there's more despair inside of it than anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. 
yeah. yeah, they definitely intentionally uh, showed him having the, this dark energy around, and maybe not dark energy, but just this dark aura around him where he's uh, where he's not enjoying things. Versus when whenever uh, Hoshino was on the screen, there was this, there was colors, there was there was happiness. Uh, at least, near, especially near the end, when he is you know flourishing and when he is becoming the hero, or uh, so to speak, like that. That's definitely was an, an intention intentional stylistic choice that i think worked really well for the show yeah i i legitimately felt intimidated when cosmo was on screen like multiple times like the direction they shot things from they would always go from like a down angle when they were showing him when he was playing so it looked like he was looming over you um the backgrounds were always darker as cat mentioned um you know and then when he's in the bathroom it's always shot from above him so you're looking down on him you can like feel his like sadness i I feel like the direction between him at the table and him off of the table did like a very good job of sort of showing the dichotomy of the character yeah uh just to play off of that like when like the intimidation especially when he's on the table like also that you know that kind of like uh early 90s like when 3d was just coming out in movie theaters where they're just doing like uh and uh like the finger movement the finger acting in the 3d movies like you're like that was paddle yeah like it was kind of like it was kind of like he was doing that with uh with in the animation and i I just kind of that just kind of made solidify that this was the best animation style for it. But anyway, moving on. All right. Uh, so if we're going to move on, I think we can uh, next, we're going to talk about the characters because this is a very character based show, right? So the, uh, you know, obviously it's about ping pong, but, uh, and that's the, the vessel that we experience uh, these character struggles and, and uh, developments through, uh, I guess I can start this one off. Uh, Overall, the characters, uh, coming from a background of playing sports my entire life, all through college, I I was sitting there that those first few episodes when, uh, you know, Makoto and, uh, or no, uh, Tsukimoto and uh, Hoshino were making their teammates run, you know, by not showing up to practice. I was sitting there thinking, my God, this is the worst kind of teammate. This guy is terrible. I would have hated to have him on my team because he's, he's so gifted, but he's not taking it seriously. Blah, you know, like all those sort of things. And then obviously over time, uh, I, I kind of knew they were trying to make me feel that way, but I still did feel that way. And then sure enough, over time, I started to like them more and more as they and as they started to grow as characters as they started to feel maybe not guilty about it but they started to acknowledge that what they were doing was was harmful for their teammates like i don't know but even by the end of it i still thought that uh which was funny uh sukimoto was still a a pretty awful teammate uh to have to have yeah like a terrible teammate which again would have pissed me off so much like uh by the end you know when he's uh teaching kids and stuff he's obviously matured and i think that the the whole last match that was like their uh their coming of age right because that's uh that's the whole purpose of this is when they come of age and they realize what they uh what they want to be in their lives or what they can be with their lives uh i i, I just I, again that was just my first thought about the characters they were all so interesting and so fun to watch grow but my god they were awful teammates at first i would have hated i would have rather have had 
uh, Kong as a teammate than Tsukimoto, to be I honest. I think Kong ended up being, like, a great teammate. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, so... Well, even at the beginning, though, I would have preferred Kong when he was like, you know, sure. kind of like an asshole. But like he was he was being an asshole because he expected a lot from you versus Tsukimoto was kind of just like, oh, I don't give a shit. You know, you're below me. Well, maybe not you're below me, but, you know, like uh, I, I you're not important to me, which which is what bothered me. I feel like Tsukimoto was not a nice person either. Like he was he wouldn't even been a good friend, really. He didn't yeah. really want to watch Smile play, or what was his name? He was Smile. No play. Granted, he said he was gonna win, but like, I mean, I knew he's like kind of the main character, but I still thought he was gonna lose to Kong. Like, I thought Kong was gonna be the one who would lose to Smiley or Smile at the end. I, I, my, so Kong is probably my favorite character arc in the show, um, but. I, I don't know. I love them all so much. So if you ask me again tomorrow, maybe it's different. But Kong losing as early as he did in both of the tournaments, like, subverted my expectations twice. I, was, I wasn't I was expecting it either time. Um, because I feel like they hadn't really introduced Kazuma yet. Um, you know, they had a little bit, but Kong had really been built up, um, I felt like, before their first match. And then he just got his ass handed to him. And then in the second one... I, I was sort of waiting for the knee injury to ever come into play. And, you know, so I didn't know if that would be against Kong or not. But, like, the Christmas episode with Kong where he's, like, doing the karaoke and everything with the teammates. And he's, like, singing in Japanese and everything. I just, I, that, like, warmed my heart. So great. Thing. It was yeah, so wholesome. That was a great episode, yep. When they were cooked, came in and started, like, cooking with Kong when he first started yeah. becoming friends or whatever. That was cool. I liked that. Yeah, his mom was there, and they all, like, helped out cook and everything. And, like, you know, at the end, he, like, becomes a Japanese citizen. And, you know, his arc was the best. He wasn't my favorite character, but I think his arc was the best. Yeah, he was Mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Can I pose the idea that there is no main character in this series? Yeah, absolutely. I I felt like multiple times I'm like, I don't know. I still don't know if Smiles is supposed to be the main character or not. Hey, oh, no. I had to vote for something. If, uh, if I had to vote, I'd vote Pecco. I honestly think there wasn't. It depends on who you are, I think. Who you most relate to. Who you decide to take on as the main character role. Because for me, I saw a lot of myself in Smiles. So I was just kind of like, okay, well, he's just doing this for fun. He's not, like, you know, trying. He's not going a thousand percent, like, motivated for some goal to like stand above everyone else he's just doing this to pass the time and i i recognize that and i wonder if that's why i saw him as the main character more or less but at the end i was kind of sitting there thinking like was this his story or was this everyone's story like i feel feel like uh uh sukimoto was the main like if i had to pick a main character it'd be him because he kind of was like connected the most to the characters where like peko really didn't have anything going on with Kazuma until they like really played each other where like uh, Tsukimoto and Kazuma had like a thing going because they wanted to get recruited and then Tsukimoto and um, Peko had like a thing because they're friends and then his rivalry with um, uh, Kong so that's to me I think that's just how I felt that he was the main character but you could I think you could easily make it that it's like there's no main character in the story and I guess I can just base it off of like Sorry, uh, 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 just my take on the characters. I think 
One reason why like I love Haiku in sports is because it's such a character-driven show and this is no different. And one thing I really loved about this show is the quotes from the characters that they just oh, like... Oh god, yes. The things that they say meant so much. And there's two specific ones. One was like in the heart of like the competition where it's losers are history and the winners get to write it. I was like, yes, that's such a great quote. It's like, you're mm. nothing and I get to write whatever I want about you because I won. And the second one is who ended up actually being my favorite character at the end was Pekko. Because the whole thing is, who do you play for? And everyone's like, I play for the team. I play for myself. And then Pekko's just like, I play for me. I'm the hero of the story. Like, why uh, wouldn't I play for me? Yeah. I'm the yeah, hero. I, I, I I that, just, that fit like his character perfectly. And I loved just I just loved Pekka. He's my favorite character at the end. Yeah, I got so hyped when he said that. Like, I in my notes, I have like, oh my god, because I think that was before he was going to fight either Kong or Cosma or something. That was the Cosma match. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, because I wanted the smile Pekka match like really bad, and I thought when he was going up against Cosma that maybe he would like. If I had to have guessed going to the match, I would have guessed, oh, he was going to be winning and then his knee would hurt him and he would he would lose, but he put up a yep. good fight. But when he said, like, nah, I'm the hero of this story, I'm like, oh, we get it. Fucking hype, let's go. So good. Can yeah. I Did cut he... you off, like, three times? Sorry. Yeah, um, for me, uh, like like what Adam was saying, if I had to choose a main character, I'd, I'd honestly have to say that I'd have to choose a main character that uh, that I related most with, and that would be, that would have to be uh, Peko, because I fucking hate losing. <laughs> but, uh, other than that, uh, like, he, when he had that, uh, when he had that stint of, like, he quit ping pong, and he, was dating like in the Funimation uh, dub, they had when you were looking at the subtitles, they had the they had Hoshino's girl 4A, Hoshino's girl 5A. Like it was implying that that was not his first girl. Like it, like he was just jumping between girls throughout that whole time, and and it was one of my like I <laughs> I honestly love that because he it was showing him hitting Brock bottom and he had to accept that he had to have somebody else push him to he had to have uh what's his name sakama push him to to get back up and like actually train actually get better like that that really resonated with uh with me and just trying to always improve at something mm -hmm. like that was that was really good but other than that uh can we talk about how uh how obaba uh the old lady that peko trained that peko was helping to train uh can we talk about how she's probably one of the best characters in the show we actually have her. a section that's just talking about how great she is it's yeah. it's prompt number four yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's. We'll I mean, we can talk about it a little now, but I, I figured we could all just talk about how we love her. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. So if we're gonna talk about her later. I'd have one more thing. Uh, can we talk about how Sonata the Cosmo's eyebrows was was just straight up jacking off to fucking uh, to fucking Yurie? 
Yes, like, I saw yes. that. I remember that too. Yeah, <laughs> like, that looks real. This. Like I don't remember. No, this. Okay. no, it's implied. Okay, so with the tissues on his bed. Yeah. yeah oh, so that's that's right. Okay, so uh, in Sonata's room, he was looking up at Urie at a poster of Urie that was oh, on the yeah. ceiling, and there were just tissues all around. It was like, God damn it. Yeah, it was pretty. I saw I that, and I was like, oh, God, wait, no. And then I was like, oh, they actually there with that. Like, obviously, it wasn't like it, – it, it was only probably two seconds of footage or whatever, and it, was, it wasn't, like, blaringly obvious, but it was definitely there, and it, you were supposed to see it. So it's just like, yeah. oh, oh, my God. Like, I mean, I, you yeah. know, they hadn't even talked about, like, sex or anything like that in this show, really, other than the, oh, you're going to marry that girl? You know, like, other than that, you know, something – very simple like that so that was kind of just jarring for me it made me laugh too but uh i i didn't expect that at all um i gotta yeah. say that too i um when hoshino first came back is that uh darker tanned uh guy um i i did not re- and fatter guy i did not realize that that was him like i could not be- like <laughs> sitting there for like an episode and a half and was, that was right at the point where i switched from watching the subbed version to the dubbed version so maybe that's why i had trouble um tracking it but i totally did not realize uh that that was hoshino or peko that is sitting there getting fat smoking cigarettes like that was great uh that was such a, a fun moment for me to realize um Oh, but we're forgetting the best character, the guy who uh, goes yeah. on his year-long escapade. <laughs> he and comes back to Big Pong. He comes back and is like, the my wife, the my, my lover, uh, my lover Ping Pong. You know, I've traveled the world and trying to find a place to fit in. But at the end of the day, I'm back home, baby. Let's do it. And then he just goes to the Ping Pong match and is just like, wow, this is where I belong. <laughs> I, 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 I was that, waiting for him to, like, kiosk yeah. the fucking, the fucking Ping Pong table. Yeah. When no, he's no. getting interviewed... Uh, when he's like coming back from being abroad and yeah. he's like, oh yeah, like I had a really good time. I like found myself and he has like the internal monologue where I'm more confused than ever. My life is meaningless. It's like yeah. I did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you came back from the wedding. Like, no, there was no wedding. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was that, a great scene, yeah. That does make me want to bring up character motivations because I feel like everyone has their own motivations for why they play. And I think they do a really good job of hitting like a ton of different demographics and making them all feel really, really relatable. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, I think that, um, what, uh, so, so the way I looked at all these different character arcs, you know, you've got the one that's fighting for his pride and his country, right? With Kong, you've got, Sukimoto, who's playing because, uh, well, I, I don't know. It's hard to say why he's he's playing. I guess for Peko, right? You know, he's playing, playing for fun. and playing for fun, but he's he's playing to 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 have something, right? And uh, to have a friend or something to bond over with his friend with. And then Hoshino's playing for fun. Kazuma's playing it for pride in his family. Uh, Sakuma's doing it because he wants to be the best, and like he's doing it because he that's what he dreams of or, or whatever. Like they, they did all these different character motivations that are very stereotypical or very common tropes, but uh, I mean, even hesitant to call them tropes, but they are essentially like archetypes almost, if you will, uh, that you see in lots of different shows. However, what makes them different is how well they are all done. Every single character's motivation is shown and justified throughout 
the entire series for rather than just being shoved on you at the end of the show or you know talked about at the beginning ignored for 10 episodes and then talked about at the end like all all of their motivations blend really well together and intersect with each other and have similarities while also still having their differences and uh i think that that this this show excelled in that i think that's one of the reasons why uh it's so easy to talk about these characters because and why they're so relatable because they feel very real and deep if i could quickly talk about what i think my favorite example of that is um and it's at the the end at 11 when smile becomes the teacher right so like Mm -hmm. the coach has the coach had always said to him like I understand you don't think you want to be a champion. You don't want to do this, but I at least want to give you a taste of this um, so that you can decide what you want to do. And I thought it was super correct for Smile to get there, you know, be one of the best, but because of why he plays and his motivation and him being sort of ostracized as a youth and ping pong being what sort of saved him from being bullied and gave him friends and all of that, that he would want to teach young kids and not, you know, want to go on to the Olympics or anything. I thought that him, you know, doing that, like, I I guess like you could think initially with someone as much talent and skill as him, that might be disappointing, but I thought it was perfect for his character arc. And I just loved that. I'm glad you touched on that because I, I wanted someone to say that, but I also really liked uh, Pekko when he, at the start, he's that character that, he has all the talent in the world, but he doesn't—he doesn't put in an ounce of effort. He just kind of goofs off, and he's like, "I'm always—I'm the best because I'm the best." And then when he finally gets slapped with reality that you actually have to work for something, and you have all these characters that are just jealous of him because he has so much talent that he's not utilizing. I love the fact that he gets so demotivated and has to climb back up from rock bottom and realize this is what I really want to do, and then he works his tail off starts back from scratch like the characters the things that they're great at they're they're just as great in what their flaws are as individuals i think that's what makes them so relatable yeah um also with uh sakama uh the like with his with his astigmatism like that was probably one of the most like just like before before he before it was actually explained that he had an astigmatism and like he worked damn like fucking hard to get where he to get where he is now like well where he was was just like i've never had a an antagonistic character that goes from literally being like i i really don't like you to being like holy shit like i kind of feel that like that's kind of depressing uh like when he that scene in uh when he goes over to uh to fucking peko and smile school and starts playing uh ping pong with sukimoto uh like he and when he just starts screaming about how he's worked so hard for this and just screaming about how like I've I've done so much work to get where I am and I still and I still can't surpass you like that like that is probably one of the that that really resonates with like 
I mean, not resonates. It, uh, it's just, it's raw. I guess you could it say. hits home, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I liked that because I feel like in most sports, not even just anime shows, I, anything, the, the the message is always that if you work the hardest, you will be the best. But this show didn't shy away from saying you need to work hard, but talent is important too. Like, mm-hmm. you need a natural aptitude for this, and you can't reach the precipice without that. And, you know, and you can't, they're, the marriage between aptitude and effort was, you know, what was required. And I thought that was, I, I liked, I appreciated that. Yeah. Like, and it's not even in shows either. It's not even just in shows either. I mean, it's in real life. Like, uh, like there are probably people that have worked 10 times harder than, say, Cam Newton. Uh, but, like, can't even be even half as good because of a physical like something with their genetics something like astigmatism yeah like stuff like that yeah i mean you you see it like you know and i don't want to diminish cam newton's work ethic so i'll go with someone who's like uh like jeff garcia or something like someone who was known to have a really good work ethic but whose physical tools just aren't there um, or like Tim Tebow, right? Like Tim Tebow couldn't throw a football at all. I have a better throwing motion than him in. Anyone who's thrown a football four times has a better throwing motion than him. But he obviously worked really hard. And at some point he couldn't, you know, make up for that just through sheer force of will. So, you know, it, that's sort of what happened to um, Sakama. And I, I think it depicted really realistically the sort of despair of realizing that you have plateaued at what you have dedicated your entire life to at that point yeah well it's not fair so it's nice to see like that an anime will show you that the world's not fair because like uh or smile said it right to him at the end when he's like well why 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 it's because you're not you're not blessed with talent at ping pong you know you can only you know hard work will only take you so far to a certain point you need that god-given talent to you know, get over the hump. Like not everybody can be a pro basketball player. You need some things to even like have a shot at being a pro basketball player. Now, speaking of Sakama, we've also got to talk about Muko. Uh, Sakama's <laughs> Sakama's girlfriend. Do we oh, have her voice? We don't have to. <laughs> her voice was really annoying. Raise your hand if you think her voice was annoying. Uh, can I raise you my hand? You can't see mine, Bob. Raise my, my hand. hand. You can't see mine either, and I'm raising it very high. I don't but, even remember. What are you talking about? Her voice was not annoying it, it, at it all. Like it was like, oh uh, yeah, God. that was so funny. It's um, I mean, it was very clear that he he loved ping pong more than her too. So like, I, I don't know. Like, well, they had three yeah. kids, so we'll see how that marriage goes. That, that's true. I also I really like that Sakuma after the Kazuma Peko match that Sakuma. And his teammates got together, and you could see them like laughing and having fun with his like ex teammates. Yeah, um, I don't. Uh, I just feel like no one was a true villain in this show, and I like that. You just saw everyone's perspective, and some people were antagonistic, and people made mistakes, but no one was, you know, evil. I guess like there wasn't someone who was just a bad person. Yeah, yeah, they're just competitive. Like it's doesn't have to have, you, you have a rival it doesn't mean they're bad it just means that person's really good and you're really good and so you would like to compare yourself to that person yeah mm-hmm. i i agree for sure uh all right so 
uh, we kind of already have talked about uh, our third our third topic point with uh, how the plots and uh, character arts intertwine. Uh, I don't know if uh, Miles, if you had anything specific you wanted to throw in here, uh, you know, because th- you did write this question. Uh, is there anything specific that you're thinking of that we haven't touched upon yet? Because I feel like we've touched upon most of it. Yeah, I guess we sort of jumped into this. What I was thinking for the second question was like what everyone's like favorite character arc was and stuff. I mean, we've we've gone through this. Um, you know, there are some. I guess there's, I mean, there's a lot we haven't touched on, so I don't know if there's more people want to touch on. Like, I thought, um, like, Cosma, Cosma's backstory was super tragic with, like, his dad killing himself. In um, front of him. In front, yeah, in that, front of him. That was the most yeah. messed up part. That, oh, oh, yeah. Like, that really hit me, um, you know. Uh, oh, this is another thing. In that episode 11, um, the bird taking uh, Cosma's food Mm-hmm. when he was talking about getting kicked off the national team. Um, and like in the previous episode, um, Pecco had been a bird in their animations. And yep. I thought that was so perfect. Mm-hmm. He, just, he also can't escape, escape Pecco. Like he's, he's even if he's not there, he's there. He's still a thorn in your ass. Like, <laughs> like he's still a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, he ends yeah. up alone too, which I kind of—I don't know if I expected that. Like, I just kind of felt like they were going to give him a happy ending when I found out that he didn't make the national team or that he got cut. I expected like, oh, he was going to be with what was it, Yuri A or whatever again. But then you just find out that like, no, she just like moved on with her life. She flew off and so, there, there is like a subjective quote because. Um... Smile was talking about how he sees everything like on the internet, essentially, and then uh, Cosmo says, "Oh, you've been keeping tabs on us." So, like, I don't know if that meant anything. But yeah, I, I, I saw I, that too. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, so he said us, not me or everybody. He said because he was talking about when it was uh, the girl and Cosmo. Yeah, talking about the girl being in Paris. Yeah, so I, I wonder if that happened or not. I, they didn't really show. I think that gets points up to interpretation, but they didn't really show a. Uh, you know, like a ring on her finger or anything like that either that I could see. So Yeah, because Cosmo had know. rings on his finger, and I was, like, specifically looking if he had one on his ring finger, and he had one on, like, his left pinky and then, like, his right middle. But he didn't have a... Yeah. So he wasn't married. See, I took that, but then he also said something along the lines of, I wonder if things would have tur- could have turned out differently for me. Yeah, or that... there, And that was kind of either right before or right after they had talked about her. And so I felt like that was them just kind of saying like he missed his opportunity. I loved the juxtaposition in episode 10 with um, her getting onto the plane coinciding with Cosmo's sort of breakthrough because it, it was sort of like an unfortunate thing that that couldn't have happened like one day earlier or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, Cosmo realizes that he doesn't actually have all of this weight on his shoulders that he thinks he does. And, you know, but by then it's already too late, you know. And so you have him being sort of joyous and rekindling his love for the game and with her leaving him, which is sort of uh, the juxtaposition that was interwoven in lots of the matches I thought was fantastic. That also... Go at least for me. I also see that though, as he has more love for ping pong than he did her. Like 100%. I never got, I never got any inkling that he was as into her as she was into him. 
Oh, it was nowhere close. It was like, not oh. close. He was doing sit-ups on Christmas while she was yeah, waiting it, for him. Exactly. And that's kind of why I get the I feeling like they didn't end up together was because it was a one-sided affair, I guess. Like he I, I think he liked her. Like he left her flowers in like a I'm sorry, I'm literally never around kind of way. But you're right. It was it was one sided for the most part. Like I think he liked her and she loved him, right? Like yeah. that's the yeah. exactly. I don't think there was like well, they are family too, so I don't know necessarily. It's kind of up in the air how much he liked her. I guess I, but I definitely don't feel like they shared the same interest in each other. She was had far more romantic feelings for him than he did for her, and I think that's kind of why when his love for ping pong is rekindled when she leaves. It is kind of, at least to me, it was that I'm choosing to side with ping pong almost. Yeah. I, I like that interpretation. i like the scene in Christmas where he was working out so long that he hadn't even checked his phone. So she can delete the text message from his phone. So he doesn't feel guilty about missing a potential yeah, date. That was huge. Oh my God. I felt, I felt so bad for her. I really did. I, my heart like broke there. Because it was like, we, we kind of just talked about, like, we she has the stronger feelings. And I think that's her moment of kind of realizing it. But, I don't know, my heart broke there. That whole Christmas episode, I thought, because that's when uh, Sakuma and Peko have their conversation, which I thought was great. I thought it really humanized Sakuma, who I, I really didn't like, you know, going into that. But when he's able to, like, talk about why he's he is like he is and why he's so mad at Peko for wasting his talent talent that he doesn't have and how he's you know if he put in the effort that he uh, that sakuma was you know he'd be the best player in the world and everything and you know like he you could tell he really cared about peko that he was still his friend deep down but he was just so frustrated with him that that's all it was yeah and it was peko too was the person going out saying like he had all these high dreams high aspirations but he wasn't trying because he yeah he was so overconfident in his own natural talent it was frustrating from the other side looking like if you really want this stop slacking off stop relying on one one aspect and start putting in the damn effort to make something of yourself because you're never going to accomplish it if you're just relying on natural talent because it shows i was able to beat you and i'm not talented now, I love I love how he outsmarted him too. Like when he was doing the the like the lob hits to him, I was like I wrote I was like I wonder if he's trying to tire him out and mm-hmm. and then he he was and I, I thought that was really smart. I loved sort of the the brains versus brawn aspect of that particular match. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. That's uh that. I was sitting there like, no, you're tired. No, don't tire yourself out. Like, stop swinging so hard. Like, like, like lobbling over or something. Like, I was sitting there so angry at him the whole time. But of course, it, it was a very uh, intelligent way to play because, yeah, you can have all the talent in the world like he does, but uh, or like uh, Smiles has, but or not Pe- Smiles. Pecco has in that situation. But if you work hard enough or you think hard enough, you can overcome that talent, right? Like that. That's what that that whole purpose was, which was very well executed. I agree. All right, so are, 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 do you think we're uh, ready to move on to uh, our very short best girl section? Because I there's think only so. one correct answer. Uh, anyone got anything else? Just real quick. Uh, r- real quick, one thing I wanted to talk about the song that Smile Hums. Um, yes. And I, I loved that. Um, 
like so during his first match with Kong and then one of the other matches, which I forget, he he hums this little song to himself. It's like a calming thing. Um, and it's sort of like symbolic of when he's in the zone. And it's a very smile paced tune. Um, it, it's, you know, sort of slow and plotting and, you know, not frantic in any way. And when Kazuma and Peko are doing their match, um, once Peko gets the upper hand, the the humming starts, but it's like a, in a very Peko way. There's like extra stuff added to it. It's 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 way faster and more fun and you know like less robotic. And I I, I just love that. I I love their friendship. I love everything about all the characters and all of the subtle ways that they tell us about the characters' relationships through the music and the animation and all of that. And I love that it was called the hero's theme too, because it goes harkens back to when he was a kid, how it was him who ends up, and we find this out later that it was him who ends up kind of pulling him out of his shell. Who was when he was locking him, well, not locking himself away, but essentially shutting himself out from people because of his, he was afraid of being bullied. And then he gets this whole, like someone opens up the world to him. He becomes his hero and like how he kind of passed that song along to him at the end, where it becomes like the theme song of the hero by the end of it. I loved that. It was it was adorable, but at the and, and meaningful. I just I it was great. Um. Also, uh, I just want to point. I just want to bring up the uh, the scene at the end, like when uh, when Peiko and Smile were uh, were playing against each other. Like uh, I. I I feel like if it was I feel like it was done well when they just skipped like several years ahead because if they if they didn't I feel like it would have been something like it would have felt like uh oh this person like it would have felt like you wouldn't have the complete like round off the complete ending or of everybody's like story arcs like it, it would have felt like it would have felt like uh peiko and smile that was it like nobody else would have had had anything unless they had another episode where they were going through it uh but like i like i don't think that there was any other way to do that without like it feeling it feeling like it came up short sure yeah, I like that because I feel like someone it would have ended on someone having the upper hand in their friendship. And like you learn later who who won, but you learn after you know that everyone's going to be OK. And I, and I like that. I guess, and I guess I, for me in that in that uh, specific match, it didn't matter who won or lost. It's just as long as they got to play each other. Like that was the thing. Like it doesn't matter who won. It's like as long as we both reach our goals of playing each other in the finals, like they both like accomplished what they wanted to do. It was never about who was better than the other person at like any point. It's just like we just want to like I guess okay, in a sense yes, but like it was more about them competing rather than who's the winner or loser. Yeah, I I, I really I I guess so like I I've had the same best friend since like second or third grade or something, so it's like almost 20 years now. Um and we used to play magic competitively and uh, like Magic the Gathering, and Same. all I wanted to do in tournaments was get to play him 
because like it was just like the high stakes and the friendship and like he would always beat me in practice matches and stuff and just the chance to like play in a match that mattered um it was just fantastic so i guess it was like really nostalgic for me because i like you know saw my friendship and their friendships and i i don't know i thought it was great yeah all right let's uh let's start talking about obaba then let's uh let's move on into our sections i'm sure although for this show it being a sports anime and a very uh Interestingly animated sports anime. I don't think there's very much to, and also a sports anime that had, I think maybe, maybe five or six women on the screen throughout the eleven episodes. I that think, right. uh, which of course there's probably only about fifteen characters in the show in general. So there, it's not like uh, it was uh, blaringly intent or intentionally pretending women do not exist. But uh, I, you know, the the only woman who really got any screen time other than the uh, than Kazuma's incest bait woman uh i forget her name uh yuri thank you was uh was tamura obaba the the grandmother who was uh you know the trainer for hoshino and was so just the uh, the motherly figure that ran a dojo at uh a, a ping pong dojo which i don't even know is that a real thing that that exists in japan what, did anyone oh, look into that maybe not. my dad had me there was ping pong uh houses like pool house in minneapolis like i live in minnesota Right. Okay, so there you go. There was ping pong halls there. That's actually who I learned how to play ping pong from. When me and my brother were maybe like 10 or 12 years old, he bought a ping pong table. And he's got like three or four different ping pong paddles from like the early 90s or something like that. He pulled them all out of his bag and taught us how to play. So I love ping pong. Yeah, so I guess that makes sense then. There you go. The uh, I never knew that that existed. I, I was just like... This is so cool! Like, like, just imagine going after school every day and playing ping pong or, or whatever. Because, like, obviously, I knew that there were uh, school clubs, but it never really occurred to me that, you know, I guess just like there's skating rinks here in the U.S. for hockey, or there's soccer fields. Like, the, well, there's dojos for ping pong. So, they have uh, parlors for a lot of stuff, like mahjong yeah. and stuff like that too. I'm actually yeah, near and... a curl. I grew up near a curling center. Um, you know, and I feel like that is probably really rare, but if that exists, surely ping pong. Yeah, uh, true. yeah. yeah. It's it's we have like three of them. So I feel you on that one, Miles. Oh, uh, well, so there we go. But, uh, so let's talk about this, this wonderful, wonderful woman who used to be a, uh, a very talented player herself until, uh, until she injured her knee too poor, too much to, uh, continue. I believe that was the, uh. The story or was that or was that the father i i, I guess i, yeah, I so, guess yeah she hurt her knee and couldn't play anymore kazuma's grandfather hurt his knee but recovered from it gotcha okay so so yeah so she couldn't recover from it but then she decided to go on and end up teaching and uh owning this dojo uh, or running at least this dojo um again the be- best girl it's really hard to talk about because she really is the only character or girl that really has meaningful screen time or purpose but she she's awesome she she is like the obachan of obachans you know like like there's no <laughs> there's really no doubt like she is the 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 woman or the grandmother that you would want to have if you were in any sort of scenario like this uh I, I guess I, I really don't know what else to say. This is a tough category. She was like category, a it's, sassy, it's chain-smoking Mr. Miyagi, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yeah. It was like her relationship with uh, Peko. I thought was amazing. Um, 
I don't know if other people want to talk about it. That uh, yeah, because I I feel like I've been talking a lot, but um, you know, I I, I just loved it. You, you don't think kids you don't have the brains for it that just like she she is one of those characters that is she's kind of like uh one of the comparisons i made if you watch ncis los angeles uh she's kind of like the what the anime is that, <laughs> that by the way whoever's <laughs> but like she's kind of like the 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 short white lady up there uh she's kind of like her because like if she wasn't there it would take so much away from the show even though there's so much for going for the show not in ncis and uh in ping pong uh even though there's so much going for the show if if she was not in the show i feel like it wouldn't be an 8.6 it'd be like a 7.9 like that's that's how i feel and that's a that's a mal rating <laughs> I feel you. Uh, I guess it's a damn shame I looked her up on Mal, and she is only four members' favorite characters in all of Mal. And now she's gonna make that five, right? Now, now it's too late because I'm already number group. five. Um, I specifically for me, I watched it in the dub, and in every scene, essentially, she is smoking a cigarette, and the person who did the English VA dub for her sounded like she's been smoking for thirty years. So I just want to give that little shout out to whoever did the English VA. That she's had like that graspy smoker's voice, and I loved it so good. Uh, pa- pa- Pam Doherty, there we go. That I found that real. No quick. idea who yeah. that is, but she did a great job. Props. Let's her. see. Has she done? Has she done anything else? She's done. Uh, let's see. Uh, God, any names I recognize? A bunch of older stuff. A uh, bunch of stuff from like other shonen where it looks like she's an older female uh, character. No, no other main roles, uh, at least that I can see. Uh, she was. Oh my God, she was in Shiki, uh, Miles. Oh, Sorry, was no. she in Shiki? She was uh, the mother of uh, of the doctor. Uh, Ozaki Takai. She, uh, sorry, this is a Miles and I going off on our own thing because uh, he made me watch the show and um... <laughs> differing opinions on it. I gave it Very a ten. Different. I think he gave it a six. I think <laughs> I gave it a six. Yeah. Other, she's I, other big roles too. She's a big character in Fairy Tales. She's a is big that okay? Because it says supporting. It says supporting character, so I don't know how yeah, big she's of a character Char- is. Charlotte, who's like Sanji's like waifu in One Piece, and in then One Piece, Grandini, okay. who's like uh, Wendy's like role model dragon thingy so right okay so there you go that those are two pretty big roles that she's gotten as uh, which is uh, you know a pretty uh Party. respectable right. thing to do yeah for sure all right perfect so I, uh and, oh, can i just uh, say one more ahead. thing yeah go ahead, please continue. well like she's like the perfect like sensei or mentor or something like that where she's strict where she needs to be and then she's also like loving and compassionate when yes. it's not needed like you're not just a hard ass all the time but like if you're slacking, she's going to dig into you. Really yeah. love that about her. Fantastic character. Uh, she's probably my second favorite character in the entire show. And yeah, props to her. Love her. And she's going on my Mal favorite list. She yeah, had the winner's quote that you liked, right? That was her. Yes. The, or, or the... The winner's right history and the losers are history. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no. great. Uh, was uh, it her? Uh, according so, to this thing I'm looking at online on my other monitor, it was her. Yeah, that, that, so. that sounds right. It was like episode like four or five. And then she says, uh, episode four, and then she says, I've seen that mentality wreck a lot of people. Yeah. She's, she's great. I yeah. love her so much. Remind me of the, you know, I guess maybe only Pete watches Black Clover again, but uh, the Gauch guy, or Gauch, however you say his name, his, uh, what does he call the lady who watches his little 
I think he just called her an old hag, doesn't she? Yeah, he just calls her old yeah. hag. If he was slightly more respectful, they would have the exact same relationship because that's just how she is. She'll tell him she loves him, but at the same time, she kicks him in the ass when he needs it. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, there was the, uh, oh, we're borrowing table four. You're paying for it. You know, like that That kind of stuff kept happening throughout. That was great. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I, go ahead. I was going to say, she's also a mentor to like the other teachers. Like she's so far ahead of everybody else that she's like teaching. I don't remember the coach's name, the coach of the high school team where she's like, you know, smiles isn't going to respond to you. You can't just keep yelling at him and kicking his ass to get him in to get him motivated. That doesn't work. Like just her being able to relate to people in like really real ways and understand them makes her like the, the perfect person to be in that like mentorship role. I agree, uh, 100%. I think she yeah, she did such a good job of uh, being there when, she, like, like everyone has said so far, being there when she needed to be and uh, fulfilling the role of being the the mother or the the fair the parental figure when needed, and also being the coach and the sensei when she had to be as well. Uh, she filled those roles both very well. I, I the side characters too, like the, his teammates Ota or whatever, the, the the captain of his team or whatever. I thought that they had a fun time. They they had some cool cool moments, but they were oh, kind yeah. of they were there in anime, straight up. Yeah, uh, they they were very fun. Uh, <laughs> it was so funny when they uh, when they were arguing. Oh, who who do we who do we root for in this? It's like, yeah. well, well, I'm going for uh, and Smiles is like, oh well, I'm totally target his left knee or whatever because messed <laughs> up. Guys, like you're fucked up. Oh, pardon me, you're and you're messed up, like leg or something like that. You're going all sweep the leg on him. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Oh, when they uh, there's one moment too, and in, in when they were talking about uh, I think was it the Obachan talking about uh, how like oh there are sometimes there are black people that can't dance or something like or African people that can't dance. I think they said that at one point, and I was like when they were talking about the Chinese player or ping pong player, and they were saying like oh well just because he's Chinese he's not good at ping pong, oh, you know yeah. like that, <laughs> that 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 put me off a little bit. I was just like oh okay we're we're da- dancing very close to that you know that that line in the sand that you don't want to cross but uh, you know in china for like yeah but i feel like at the same time though if they didn't do that it wouldn't have been an accurate representation of what he actually would have suffered or not suffered because he didn't really care about it but like not the experience it, it, it his that's what his experience probably would have been like in a real japan so i appreciate that they at least acknowledged that in the in the show i guess if that makes sense like they, yeah they, no absolutely uh, yeah, they didn't just ignore it and pretend that, oh, this guy is so cool. He's automatically our best player. Everyone's going to respect him and think he's awesome, like, right away. Like, no, people are going to be off-put, especially considering China and Japan are uh, rivals, so, to say the least, uh, from from my understanding, at least, from an outside perspective. Uh, but, yeah, so I think that uh, that pretty much wraps up our discussion, I, I would say. I don't think there's, there's anything we really, really missed that we had uh, highlighted at least beforehand. So uh, if we want to get into our closing thoughts, uh, does anyone else have anything really quick, any topic that they can think oh, of? I like that the, the, I guess the evil school was basically just Hoji Academy. Um, yes. I, I really liked that. I thought that was fun. Um, yeah. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, my God. All right. Well, why don't we uh, let's start doing uh, our final thoughts and our scores. Let me get my trusty little phone out so that i can keep track of our scores we already got uh smiley who uh because his 
computer just died on him. He couldn't make it tonight. Uh, he gave this show an 8 out of 10. So we're using our Mal scoring system because that's what we're comparing it to. Uh, so Smiley gave an 8 out of 10. He really liked the show from what I've uh, heard. If you want to hear more of his thoughts, join our Discord so that you can join our discussions and talking about these shows leave a comment whatever please do that uh we'd love to hear from people who are listening so that, that way we know what uh what everyone else thinks as well because the, the whole point of this club is we're hearing different opinions and we're enjoying shows we normally wouldn't but uh all right so we've got smiley score of eight out of ten uh we're just going to go down the list here uh, uh on my discord at least we'll start with cat what have you got what are, what are your final thoughts and score so when uh when I first started the anime, like I said, I didn't like. I thought it was gonna be a, a middling to good sports anime. I was wrong about the third. I was wrong. Like it, it was already a great anime by the second episode, and then the third, it was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm binging this shit. Like, uh, <laughs> and so what ended up happening was. I like I it surpassed uh haiku for me with like what I think a really good uh sports anime is and uh probably one of the four anime that I've given a 10 out of 10 for so wow flying score that's our first that's our first 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 10 out of 10 yeah I was about to say that someone someone gave made uh i thought they it was a nine maybe i I I don't have everyone's i thought i don't have everyone's specific scores so maybe someone did give it a 10 out of 10 i think tyler gave it a 10 and then adam got talked up to a 10 by me who gave it an eight (laughs) 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 yeah and i kept it at my seven yeah that's right you're right yeah so maybe actually to a 10 also which all of you guys yeah (laughs) no thank you i'm good (laughs) uh (laughs) I still need to finish it. Oh, I'm so bad of a host. But anyways, <laughs> moving on from our 10 out of 10. Uh, let's go on to Adam. What have, Adam, what have you got in score? All right. Well, I'm just going to make it simple. I gave it a 9. Um, I'm trying to think of what it had to do to get a 10 from me. And I and I honestly don't know. I, I, I guess if I enjoyed the animation earlier on, I probably would have been able to give it a 10 out of 10. And while it did grow on me, it still was jarring from time to time. And I think that was the, my biggest like detractor for me. And I, but yeah, nine out of nine out of 10, I think is a pretty, pretty good score. No, that's pretty damn high. I mean, that that's pretty damn close. That's about as close to perfect as you can get. Second highest good. score, in fact. Yes, <laughs> oh, yes. Wow, yeah. right. That is nine <laughs> out of the ten possible points you could have given it. So there you go. That's a nine out of ten. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I got to shut up and go to bed. Uh, Pete, let's hear your opinion. Let's get your score. Yeah, I thought this show was absolutely brilliant in terms of like the characters and how they relate to each other. The animation was, the, I would say, the directing was insanely good. The animation at some points were whatever. I like specifically the eyes. Really, I did not like the eyes because it made it made you like. Especially was it um, uh, Sakuma? His eyes just made it seem like he was a villain, based off how he looked, and he ended up being like a really good dude. So like. There's some, like, little nitpicky things about that. But other than that, like, episode 11 was a masterpiece. Especially the last ping pong match was fantastic. Uh, 
so many great characters that were like S tier. Uh, it was a missing like a little nitpicky things, but other than that, I thought the show was fantastic. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. There we go, Pete. Bringing up another nine out of po- of possible ten points. I, 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 mean, I really do need to shut up. All right, uh, Tyler. Let's move on to your score. Let's hear your final score and reactions. Uh, I didn't love the show. I mean, it wasn't bad by any means, but I think I wanted more ping pong and less about the characters. Like IQ does a lot about the characters, but they're also playing volleyball like the entire time, and it's it's like a like you see every point almost more or less. Where I watching sports, I like to watch the whole game. I don't want to just see one or two points. And the animation, I didn't care for. I gave it a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten from Tyler. Okay, Tyler seven. Out of 10. Um, uh, Miles, let's move on to you. Let's get your yeah. score real quick. So I so I, I guess to continue the haiku comparisons, I'm currently watching haiku. Um, and I guess that's sort of the baseline for people for like a good sports anime. Um, I think this is demonstrably better than that in like so many different ways. Um, I, I love the show. I love all of the characters. I, I love the animation the entire time. I know that's not particularly popular, but, uh, I did, um, I gave it a 10 out of 10. I think it's an absolute nice 10 out of 10. Okay. And then, uh, lastly for myself, I, I just did a quick scan during the scorings of, uh, of my Mal because I, I've never been a sports anime person. Uh, like I just, I played sports in real life and I, I guess this is, different kind of podcast but uh i i don't like watching sports anime because they depict sports in such an unreal way that i don't find it interesting like i just don't normally like it however this uh, the only other show on my mal that that's a sports anime was uh fastest finger first which if you guys have seen that show you've been in i enjoyed it but it was awful yes it was not if you've seen that show shout out to you you were probably on if you were you were probably on crunchyroll one day and you were sitting there scrolling through twitter and you saw uh, the the one good clip from the show and you somehow got roped into watching all 12 episodes i know know what scene you're talking about yep you know exactly what i'm talking about with the uh cute waifu in it and absolutely you just yep and you're just like oh that's that must be a good show going off on a tangent but anyways that's the only other sports anime i've watched so you can tell i'm not into it even though i'm a big athlete played sports my whole life i loved this show a lot like i really enjoyed the characters in it and i really liked the development i've been bouncing back and forth between an eight or a nine because i could not give this a 10 because of the animation being so off-putting for me i know that again i know that's what the style of is but i just it's not my style so i can't give it a 10 critically i would definitely give it at least uh, a 10 but enjoyment has to be part of my rating as well so i think i am going to end up going with a 9 out of 10 uh i was bouncing between 8 and 9 i think i think i'm settling in a 9 uh because the quality of the character development and the the interactions between them and the way their stories intertwine and the fluidity of the games when they actually did play ping pong were all of that was just so stunning. It, it was beautiful. And I, considering it was also only 11 episodes, they told a full story in only 11 episodes, and I got to give them credit for that. So now now let's do this math real quick. Let me pull up my calculator. It's an 8.85. Oh, shut up, Pete. All right. <laughs> uh, 9 plus 10 plus 7. I'm telling you. Plus 9. I don't believe you. Plus 9. Highest, highest rate plus, of the show. Plus 8. 62 divided by 
the seven of us. Let's see. Oh, that's not the button I meant to press, but whatever. All right, it is an. What did you say it was, Pete? I guess you rounded up eight point eight six. Yeah, after all that, yeah, exactly. So an eight point eight six, which on mal if i go back to it is an 8.63 so this is by far our highest rated show yep. as you know with this being our fourth session uh we have covered may and abyss which we gave an 8.34 princess principle which we gave a seven and bakamino gatari an 8.16 so this is by far our highest rated show by by a whopping half point which considering That's the ratings we use that is a lot um we're a little bit higher than the Mal score, but of course we're only seven people. So, you know, you, you throw in a few more lower scores, you're going to see see that impact uh, significantly and probably more balanced out. But I, yeah, I think we all in consensus agree that at least critically this show is phenomenal. Yep. Even if it's not, even if the enjoyment isn't always there, critically I think we all agree that it, it, it does something and it is something that, other people should look at and and see for the value that it has uh but yeah so if we're do all done with that ping pong the animation thank you uh for giving us something to talk about for the past two weeks and going forward however now we have to find our next show for next week miles why don't you take it away it's it's not tatakun i'll tell you guys that right now it's not it, so we had a three-way tie for third place this week and those shows are Dead Man Wonderland, Land of the Lustrous, and the Forever Bridesmaid, Tataku Never Falls in Love. <laughs> <laughs> One day we will watch that show, but also maybe we won't. Ever. Yeah, probably not. Ever. Um, in second place, with a whopping one more point than all of those shows, we have The World Only God Knows. Um, wow. And as we know, I've won almost every week. So in first place, do we have Madoka Magica? We do not. We have Grimgar. So Ooh! we will be watching Grimgar, All right. All right. Fantasy and Ash. I think this will be our first Isekai. So that'll certainly uh, be an interesting discussion. Yes. Um, uh, if, I, if we want to just read the synopsis real quick, uh, I can do that uh, very short thing. Uh, fear, survival instinct, thrown into a foreign land with nothing but hazy memories and, no and the knowledge of their name. They can feel only these three emotions resonating deep within their souls. A group of strangers is given no other choice than to accept the only paying job in this game-like world, the role of a soldier in the reserve army, and eliminate anything threatens the peace in the in their new world grimgar so yeah it like like miles said it's an isekai uh this was smiley's uh recommendation uh or our nomination so uh we're going to have a few other shows uh to nominate for our next session uh miles what did uh smiley dm you uh if he did about uh, uh, he, did. he would like to nominate so he listed like 27 different shows he was thinking about oh, and then eventually Settled on King's Avatar, which is a show oh. I've never heard of. But King's yeah. Avatar. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. So we've got King's Avatar as one of our nominations for next week that you, the listeners, can also come and vote on. Uh, that's the thing. We, we, you, you can't nominate unless you're on the show or you're actively participating with us and, and in our discussions. However, you can absolutely vote on shows that you want to hear, uh, hear us talk about or at least from these nominations. So please... Join our Discord. Uh, comment below. Uh, 
send send us DMs, whatever you want to do. We can uh, we will we will answer them. You know, you we, we send a carrier love... pigeon to my house. I yeah, will please. take the boat down. Yeah, no, that if you send a carrier pigeon, that show wins. That's no the show. That, that's, that's the show. show. Just so you know. Um, oh, real quick, I just just want to say, uh, King's Avatar is the only esports anime that I know of. It's a really cool premise. That, oh, interesting. I didn't know that. That's what is that the is that the Chinese the one Chinese, or is that? Yeah, yes. it's a Chinese anime. Uh, I mean, kind of on Gale Online though. I'll just say this: it, it's not an esports anime in that they're playing an esport. Oh, they kind of are. They kind of are. It's not are. about the esport as a game. It's about. It's almost like an isekai, but whatever. Is it about like? Never mind. That's not. Well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll find you can out. Read the synopsis of it. We'll find out. But all right, so we've got that yeah. the Chinese anime, the uh, the something. I forget the name already because King's, King's Avatar. King's Avatar. I'm, I'm ADD. Um, all right, so let's move on then. Um, Miles, what is your suggestion? I'm just going to go down the list. Yeah, so th this won't win again. I think too many people have seen it, but I'm just going to keep suggesting Madoka until you're forced to watch a magical girl. Oh, oh and yeah. So, I was just saying, yeah. I, this is targeted at me. And, uh, I will I will do this forever. I do not care. <laughs> that is... Um, yeah, so let, let's lose again this week. I'll I'll do Madoka Magica. Um, uh, listeners, if you want to hear me talk about why Sayaka Miki is the best character in anime, leave a comment saying you want to watch Madoka Magica. All right, uh, or don't, and I'll be very happy. So thank you guys. Uh, all right, Kat, what's your suggestion for this week? I believe you, were you Land of the Lustrous last week? I was Land of the Lustrous, and yes. I'm Land of the Lustrous this week also. There we go. So it's going to have a legacy point going forward, I believe, because it was second, I think, this week. It was uh, third uh, along third. with every show that wasn't Madoka Magica. Yes, and, yes. Um, <laughs> So yeah, there we go. It does have a legacy point. It does have a legacy point going forward. So uh, uh, if you didn't, if you don't understand what we're saying right now, go listen to our last week's uh, episode right near the end, uh, where we talk about how shows can earn points going forward just to help them get over the hump so that they are no longer bridesmaids. Like my show, Tadakun Never Falls in Love. Great rom com. God damn it, I want to talk about it. No one talks about it. We're going to talk about it sometime soon. I can, I can feel it. It's coming. The day is coming. Let your let your life be rainbow or whatever the fuck the sl slogan is from that show and it's Don't so spoil great. the show it's not a no no it's not a spoiler it's just a beautiful line that is said in every episode okay uh, Pete, what show are you nominating <laughs> uh, i'm going to change my show again uh oh my goodness and we, we briefly talked about it in the discord but it gets on netflix jail tomorrow triggers new production bna brand oh shit okay awesome all right, so what is it? BNA, sorry, one more time. It's Brand BNA, New Animal. And it's called Brand New Animal. Oh, okay. I think I've heard about this. Yeah, we, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, all right. Uh, Adam, what is your uh, nomination for this coming week? For oh, following? man, this is hard. So I've had a couple that have come to mind, but one of them I, I don't feel like I've it's right to do, but I am going to throw out a show that is on my top series, and that is Akagi. Akagi. Nice. Okay. What what is that about? I'm I'm kind of curious, piquing my interest. Gambling and mahjong, death oh. death gambling. Oh, even better. Okay. Akagi is dope. I haven't seen it, but it's been on my like must watch list forever. Okay, that's 
that sounds interesting jeez okay death gambling i i like gambling and i i don't well i don't like death but it's that's not it topic oh (laughs) tyler (laughs) let's let's wrap up our suggestions this week what is our final nomination that we all the viewers at home and us ourselves will be voting on what is our your final Uh, nomination wonderland again that sounds Dead man wonderland okay there you go so that that one comes in with a legacy point as well just like uh, a couple of the other shows that we've nominated but uh but yeah so there we go those uh seven we'll post those i'm sure in our anime club tab on our discord so that we can uh look at the synopsises and make our votes uh you know you can vote for three shows uh first place getting the most uh getting three points second place getting two points and uh third place getting one you can't vote for your own show if you're a host so obviously that it's a rule there on purpose for for a reason uh other than that i think we're all wrapped up here i feel i feel pretty good uh do uh anyone got any catchphrases to say right now so um, I the just... hero leaves the hero leaves the hero leaves yes Goodbye, yeah uh, <laughs> oh wait so i just want to propose something uh i know that we've all done really really good shows so far and uh i was wondering if you if it would be possible to do some bad shows like historically terrible i would love to oh you mean suggesting yeah, yeah so uh, if we can suggest or just that do, like, maybe... another segment on just terrible anime well what we could yes do, what we like mars right, of destruction right. Get <laughs> to girly Air Force. <laughs> oh, the anime. Oh man. Uh, well, what we could do actually is maybe every like I don't know, ten episodes or something, or ten sessions, we take a step back in our nomination. So episode ten, we take a step back and we all nominate a terrible show that we, uh, you know, like we all everyone has to do it the same week. So that, that way, you know, if you suggest a terrible show, no one's gonna vote for it. In this I think week, that's a good idea. I think that I, I, I think do like that. I think that's yeah. the best way to go about it. I mean, obviously, we can think more about it because it's just sure. off the top of my head. But I think that would be, uh, I think that would be the best way to do it. Where that way, everyone votes for a terrible show, and then we suffer for the viewers' pleasure and for, I guess, our own sadistic pleasures because cats, uh, cats into that ugly <laughs> bathroom shit. And, uh, <laughs> um, Me too. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Oh. No. Um, I think. I think that's great. It's also a wonderful way to like throw some shade around. You know what I mean? Like For everyone's sure. like, "Oh, oh I am suggesting Toradora." Yeah, exactly. I throw out Shield Hero. You throw out Toradora. I think it works great. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Sao. We just start pissing oh, everybody oh, off. Cat, cat, watch your mouth. Watch you your. Go to Pete's mail, and then I'll just pick like his number one or two or three or something. Yeah, well, that's his no- I got his number two already. So about that what oh Con- uh, it's konosuba's number two that's my number three but i was gonna say i thought that, yeah toradora's number two i thought you were throwing out konosuba as a bad show and oh, i was hell about no. to just hell exit no. my life there are, <laughs> people, yeah, there are people that hate konosuba yeah they're yeah. real people there are lots of people with lots of bad opinions that are making their opinions really loud recently yeah. so right like, now you know, like <laughs> That's a very fair point. Let's try to find somebody who doesn't like Konosuba. I know and then somebody do that doesn't like it. I know somebody I'm not that saying that there. everyone who doesn't like Konosuba is a white supremacist. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with but you. I'm also, there you go, man. I, I honestly think the Venn diagram is basically a circle. Yeah, <laughs> I think I have that one. 
Uh, All right, boys. Uh, thank you for joining another episode, uh, episode four. Uh, thank you once again, Pete, for giving Miles and I a platform for us to uh, start this club on. Why don't you wrap it up and say goodnight to everybody? Yes, thank you. If you made this far in the podcast, thank you so much. Uh, in the descriptions below will be our public Discord. Anybody is welcome. Just don't be a Spurg or a Lollicon. Fuck Rachel. If you're a Rachel saying you're oh, not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> what do you say, Annie? That's what you say, A and I, on Twitter for me calling out people with shit takes and up to date information on the podcast other than that we will be seeing you in two weeks for grimgar we'll see yeah, you then rachel did nothing wrong rachel did nothing wrong all right we're all out there bye rachel did everything bye right.